Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We are two game masters who can't stop talking about roleplaying games. Today, we close the season and we talk about some of our experience doing it. Yeah, and you know, we're going to try to focus in on roleplaying, but no promises for this episode. It's going to be a little bit more uh, behind the curtain, if you will. Yeah, but we'll probably like talk about some of the episode and some of the takeaway of like our favorite episodes. So maybe actually it's going to give some kind of like a, a map, like a guide to the episode so far. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think really our idea here is to put a put a pin on this season and kickstart the next season in a way that makes it easy for new new people to listen in. So if you have friends that you think would be interested in listening in on, you know, game master tips and role playing discussions, this might be a good place to introduce them to the show or or maybe introduce them to the next episode coming out in a in a few weeks as a, a kickoff point. Yeah, uh, but before we get into it, let's, as usual, how are you doing, Matt? Uh, you told me you had some kind of a weird thing happening to you, but I don't know what it is yet, so I'm I mean, looking forward to hearing that story. Yeah, we're a little late to recording tonight, and I'm sorry about that, Chris. Uh, my basement flooded. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Because of it's the, bad. the storm? Yeah, it. we have this, like, our windows in the basement are, like, window wells. And I guess something gave, I, I don't really know how these things work, but it was just full of rainwater. And I heard, it sounded like a tap was running. And I went downstairs into the basement and the window, it was just like, the rain water was just like pissing out of the window, like through the sides oh. in the in the room, like in our furnace room. So there's okay. there's no like carpet. It's just cement floor, and there's a there's a drain in the ground. So it was okay. just like basically creating this huge puddle in the basement. But and your like, wall's not finished there, right? Yeah, the wall's not finished. Okay, so like okay. there there isn't any true damage, <laughs> I guess. It's the good window to do it because the other part of your basement <laughs> is finished, right? So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The other part of the basement, the window like points to my computer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be in a lot of trouble, I think, if it happened there instead. Oh. Uh, but now we got to figure out how to deal with that. Anyway. All right. Well, hopefully I, you I have a better story than more more positive story than me. How are how are you doing? I'm doing good. Today was uh, like I'm a teacher and I'm starting back this semester, so I I've dealt with a lot of uh, let's say uh, paper stuff and talking to part to 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 colleagues and I'm substituting for someone, so it's calling someone that's still on vacation and anyway a lot of things. But with the COVID, we're teaching um, remotely, and one of the side effects is I have a new portable computer. A new laptop. Oh, cool. cool. Uh, is it like a good laptop? Yeah, <laughs> it's a good laptop. You can flip. Oh, nice. It's a tablet. It's a Dell. Uh, I have like a, a stillet. Is that what they call it? Like the... The little pen? The stylus? The little pen. Yeah, yeah, stylus. Okay. The little okay. pen yeah. that you can write. Yeah, so I'm... Uh, I mean, it's weird. Like, normally when we ask for a laptop, we have like 15-year-old laptop that <laughs> takes 15 minutes to open, so... I mean, I'm excited yeah, to have awesome. this, but it's kind of a must for what's to come. And, and otherwise, in role-playing game uh, territory, I've been uh, going back to the backstories of my players, and I've used what they told me through the years. 
uh, for some of them, not all of them, but I and I kind of put it back together and added some stuff. I mean, one of my character, I think, wrote me a text a year and a half ago, and I made it into a four pages backstory <laughs> with a lot of like cool nuggets of information that he will be able to use. Oh, uh, cool. So uh, yeah, so uh, that was fun. I'm kind of looking at the big picture of my campaign. I mean, we, we've been having trouble scheduling a game, as you know, because uh, you were the one yeah. trying to schedule it. <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't work out, but I was, get, I was getting pretty pumped up about it, actually, because it was going to be an outdoor in-person game and the first in-person game we've had basically yeah. since, since all the lockdowns. And I, I've been doing some research into like how to make a minimalistic outdoor game work. And it was actually pretty cool. Some of the stuff I found, I mean, it was pretty straightforward tips, but it was stuff like make sure you buy everyone a clipboard because mm. then you can roll your dice on it and the wind won't like make your papers fly all over the place. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, what else did they say? They said like you can get, they recommended a few different dice rolling apps for your phone, depending on the systems you were using. Um, I also like engaged some Facebook communities on on what to do, and some people said like, "Oh, get way more candles than you would ever think to use because it gets dark fast, and it's like, if you think you need ten candles, buy thirty candles." Kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was yeah, a bunch that's, of that's smart. Like that. And in my base, in my basement, in my backyard, I have a light under my gazebo, but but the problem with social distancing is we wouldn't be underneath my gazebo, right? So mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a whole. I've talked with some of my players, and it's a whole challenge, it's a big challenge to keep it going. And it, there's definitely something playing online is not as fun, and that that's why I like to watch shows like Critical Role. And I don't, I tend to not watch the ones that are done uh, through like an app, like a Zoom or whatever, because I don't know, like being all together really, uh, it's really necessary to a good conducive. Like atmosphere and yeah, so, the, yeah, there are quite a few that are good that that like you know they, they do the best that they can through everyone being like at home in their basement on their computer or what have mm -hmm. you. But yeah. no, I completely agree with you. It's hard to replicate that feeling of everybody at the table, all the body language, like reading mm -hmm. off of each other, feeding off of each other's energy. It's so much harder. Hats hats off to any of the listeners that that have a actual play podcast done remotely. Oh, yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. It's uh... Yeah, and some of them are really great. And it's always, I think what separates the really good ones from the less good ones are their, the capacity of the players to listen to the other ones, to know when they're, like, they can talk so it doesn't mm -hmm. cause any friction. Uh, and But that's really hard to do. It's definitely a skill to, to um, learn, I guess. But yeah, I think we hopefully. Talk. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, hopefully, we mm -hmm. can book we can book in our game soon, and uh, we can maybe give you guys some of our lessons learned about our in-person social distance game. <laughs> yeah, and I just basically talked while I was not supposed to because we're doing it remotely. Exactly what I was <laughs> saying. So we're gonna be facing this problem even with roleplay chat, as as we've been for uh, some some amount of weeks, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh, for sure. So uh, let's talk about what we're talking about today, which is the season one wrap-up. 
And uh, maybe the first thing to talk about is why are we doing it? As you said, we kind of want to start season two so that it kind of creates a like a break. And but I think it's more than that. Yeah, I mean, I think we part of it is that we feel like we've gotten a lot better at doing this. Uh, I think we've also nailed down a, a pretty good uh, format for the podcast. If you guys have been listening through since the beginning, you'll notice that sometimes, you know, we, we had different shapes and sizes to the episodes. Sometimes we combined a short episode to a long episode to make one longer podcast. But right now, really happy with the format that we're doing where we have a fully dedicated podcast episode for you guys where it's you know about 40 minutes 40 minutes to an hour in length and uh it's a lot more fun i think for us to just let loose and have that conversation audio only so that's kind of where we're going to take this i think moving forward right chris yeah it is and like we we've been we had a lot of headache with the format and what works and also what we're comfortable with, especially while we were doing YouTube and podcasts. But like to go back to maybe the genesis of what we started out to roleplay chat to be, it was supposed to be the discussion we have after the game. Normally we would talk for hours and then we would talk about different mechanics or different perspective we have on the, the hobby. And we're like, let's record it, right? And that's basically what we're doing in this podcast form. But at one point, it kind of like went away from that and became like YouTuber stuff where we would do lists and that there's a place for that. And we still like that for YouTube. But it's good to go back to the initial idea, which was to have this 45 minutes to an hour discussion. And that is not as planned in the YouTube. We work a lot that keeping it short and punchy. Uh, here, it's more candid, it's more us. Like today, we we don't have, like we have markers, but we don't have a clear idea what we're gonna say, which is kind of the, the part that's fun, that's liberating, I guess. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's also worth noting everyone, this, we're not saying this <laughs> at the end of the show. We're gonna keep recording. We're gonna keep recording probably at the same pace if not potentially more consistently now that we're dedicating ourselves to this format uh, at least for the time being anyway so you know you can expect to have an episode coming plus or minus every two weeks i think that's kind of our, our target yeah um yeah and i i think that 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 kind of covers why we're doing it do we want to talk a little bit about what this episode is going to be like today chris yeah, sure. So today, the, the general plan I was talking about is first we'll go through like our opinion of different things that worked and didn't work. Talk a little bit about the specific episode where the evolution of of not the format, but more more the subject and us as I don't want to say podcaster, but like let's say cre content creator, I guess. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll move on to um, we'll move on to some of the future stuff that's to come. So we'll we'll talk. We'll look back on the episode, and when we'll look forward to what's to come. And we have some cool stuff uh, in the tank. Yeah, yeah. So I guess let's buckle down. Let's go through some of our some of our memory. Go go down memory lane a little bit. Um, <laughs> And and I guess the first 
the first thing that we should reflect on a little bit is our very first episode. Uh, I'd like to ask you, Chris, you know, when we were filming those episodes, what was going through your mind? How, how did you feel? Were you nervous? And did they turn out to be kind of what you expected? I remember at the beginning, I mean, we did a couple of tries, but like the first actual episode that we knew we were going to release, uh, I was pleasantly surprised with how well we meshed together, like how we could like uh, bounce the ball back and forth. Because I think that's the first step. Like we were pretty confident with our content, like what we were going to say. We were going to work on the (laughs) <laughs> the format again that's been the the, the more <laughs> problematic version like part of it but the thing i wasn't sure it was like our chemistry i guess of like how are we gonna work together what's gonna be our personality and i remember thinking oh this is like it feels natural uh but i i do i was nervous for sure i remember us before shooting the first one being like come on it's just the same thing we usually do together it's just in front of a camera, but all of a sudden we're like fidgety and we're, and at least I was, I don't know about you, if you remember how you felt. Oh yeah. I remember, I actually so vividly remember shooting what eventually became our intro where we yeah, like yeah. tried to explain what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it took us like seven tries. <laughs> oh yeah. It's true. It's true. That it's like it, we've been getting progressively better at getting it first shot or at least i think at one point around episode seven and it's i mean it's all a mixed up with youtube and podcasts but like around that time uh i i kind of gave myself the permission to mess up and just continue and that gave me the freedom of not always going back stopping reshooting and then feeling nervous about it I'm just, I mean, I'm a, I've said it multiple times. I'm from Quebec. I'm francophone. So it's sometimes I'm going to say things that doesn't make any sense in English, but most of the time people will, will understand what I mean. And that's what yeah, I mean yeah. for. No, I think you get your point across. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, if we think of some of the topics we talked about in those first episodes, I mean, there was some pretty good content there. Uh, we talked about, you know, how to run a first game like the first game in a campaign and 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 like i actually went back and listened to that episode not too long ago and i still think i stand by a lot of the stuff that i said you know about how i like the kinds of content you know start smaller don't don't overwhelm yourself try to include you know a couple of each pillar of the game so combat role play exploration to kind of get everybody introduced to one another. Uh, starting the action. I remember like they were doing the different format of like starting at the entrance of the cavern or starting mid combat or, you know, like it was where to start in the action. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. Anyway, we won't do the whole episode, but like, uh, no, I remember again, the content felt, I, I don't think I've in the last year or whatever, I don't think I've told myself like, oh, now I've changed my mind on, in a big way about this subject. Maybe I have more nuance, uh, tips or tricks that I would give, but the big pillars, the big things are still the same. Uh, but, but when I go back to watch, especially on YouTube, 
uh, I cringe a little bit with our <laughs> dynamism. Is that the word? Our energy, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or even if, some uh, of the video quality was it was uh, subpar. I remember we were using a like an actual recording camera that I had purchased for like, uh, making yeah. family videos. Oh man, I don't know what was up with that thing. You would think that buying a dedicated device for filming would be better than just using like a phone. Yeah, and but you it, made it like 400 bucks or something, right? Yeah, but that was not the case. Like it didn't, it just didn't do a good job at, at what it was like the sole purpose of what it was intended to be doing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's not- I tried so hard with that green screen too at the beginning. It's like, why is it not working? It should be working. <laughs> But yeah, so, uh, but I mean, we still, we still managed, but uh, yeah, I mean, we, but, but maybe to come back to like how we felt, I, I had a lot of fun doing it and I still have a lot of fun, but it, it feels, uh, I, th I think maybe the excitement is different. We're more focused on the, what we're going to say. Does that make sense? I don't know if you feel that way. Yeah, and, and I mean, I feel like we've ironed out a lot of the a lot of the kinks and a lot of the. We tested a few things, and now I think we know what works, or at least we know what we don't have to spend our energy worrying about. So things mm -hmm. like the intro, things like the outro, things that used to be a effort to do, aren't yeah. an effort anymore, and and we can finally, hundred percent focus, or not a hundred percent, but. We can percent. We can focus more on delivering you guys listening um, our our perspectives on role playing games and advice that uh, maybe comes out of that. Yeah. So, um, and I, and I think that kind of goes into some of the things that we like. I'd like to talk a little bit, Chris, about some of the other things that we recorded over the over the year and a half or so that we've been doing this, um, and. I think we should probably start off with talking about some of the things that as a YouTube channel and as a as a podcast a po I guess as podcasters that we felt we had to do because mm -hmm. we were we were considering ourselves to be part of the playing game uh I guess universe or or, or entertainment content. Yeah. Maybe something so, so here we talk about like generic subject, generic RP, uh, role-playing game subject. Um, and something that we told ourselves is we wouldn't just um, recycle things that we heard somewhere else. We would always try to bring our own perspective to it and our own little approach. Uh, but there's some subject that, for instance, we did uh, episode five was how to prepare combat. Uh, we had a lot of cool perspective on it, but we had so many things to say that we like. We need to start with an episode that's just the basics, because otherwise, we're gonna. If we start with more complex stuff, mm -hmm. you can't really go back. So we shot episode five, and I remember shooting it and thinking after, like, it was it's a fine episode. It's that's fine, but it was not like flavored. <laughs> it was not our our color of episode, so it's still trial and error, right? So we are looking forward to shooting the part two and part three of that episode, which is going to be a lot more uh, advanced, but also just more interesting uh, aspect of combat. 
Yeah, and and I, I remember shooting that episode and kind of not being all too excited about it because I knew it was just going to be groundwork for something else. And mm-hmm. like you said, Chris, the content I think is still ha- isn't half bad. And for those of you who maybe listened to it, if you want to, you know, stroke our ego a little bit, feel free to feel free to <laughs> let us know that it was great. But <laughs> but yeah, it was one of those episodes that I I felt like we had to do we had to do if we wanted to consider ourselves to be a a, a role playing game yeah. channel. And there was a few other episodes that were kind of like that too. I think we kind of added our, our twist to it, like we always yeah. do. But I, I especially felt this way when we recorded the videos on puzzles and traps. Like there were there were two separate episodes, one on puzzles and on traps. Um, and it was fun because that's when we were taking questions from Twitter. And I remember getting some questions that actually created some very interesting topics. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, when we were preparing them, I I had this this feeling of like, mm, how, how are we going to make this our own, you know? Yeah, I mean, this has been puzzle traps are subject that's been beaten to death, right? By uh-huh. every kind of content creator, bloggers and stuff like that. So we had to bring our own perspective to it. And I think we managed to do this while bringing some of the basic stuff. Uh, but like you said, it was, I remember it being fun because it was the community that was asking questions. So we felt like we were talking to someone and not just in a vacuum. And that's, that's something I, I miss that we don't do as much because the community engagement is a little bit harder, especially on really abstract concept. Uh, like sometimes we, we, we linger on those more. So, uh, but the reason I bring it up is because if you're a listener and when we say like, feel free to reach out to us, we really mean it. That's, that's, that fuels our fire 10 times as much as, as, as if we don't have this community engagement, probably more than 10 times actually. So it's like, feel free to ask us. We are a small, like we don't have a really huge following. So if you're listening to us, you have a direct line and we'll answer. So uh, yeah, exactly, yeah, um, and it actually that kind of brings me on to another question that I had, you know, that I wanted to get your your reflection on, Chris, and it was those, those con- that that content that we sometimes linger on, that that content that's maybe a little bit more abstract. Were there any episodes that you felt like were like diamonds in the rough in that sense that if you were if you're a listener listening now that you and you haven't had a chance to go see those episodes that you should go back and give a second look to because they're maybe a little bit more abstract but at the end of the day it's it's content that's pushing in an interesting direction that you would like people to listen to yeah well i, I guess it, dem- it depends a lot on the level of the game master but for a, a pretty advanced game master someone that's been running for more than like a year like that's more more than 10 games mm-hmm. i would say uh going to see episode Four, I have the list here. That's why I I, I know the numbers. But uh, perfect pacing and cliffhangers. So we talked about um, how to keep tension up between games, how to keep the player interested by controlling the pacing, and that's something that hasn't been. I haven't heard a lot of people talking about uh, in, in those content creator we talk about that creates a lot of puzzle and trap and stuff like that, right? So. 
I think we had interesting uh, an interesting perspective on it, and we definitely express one way of doing it, this like reverse bell curve. Uh, there's definitely other ways to do it, but I think it's a good episode to listen and build your own opinion about it. Maybe you're not going to be like in agreement with us, but I think it it sparks a reflection, uh, a thought process as a game master of like, oh, maybe you haven't thought about pacing in your game, on when to finish a game, when how to start one, right? So especially for people who do care a lot about narrative, who do care a yeah. lot about story. You know, when you listen to a movie, when you when you read a book, a chapter or an episode is structured in a certain way for a reason. And I, I think that that's, that's definitely something to consider in the way you run your game. You know, maybe your games are going 45 minutes too long every night. And because you're giving your players that nugget, that, 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 moment at the end of the game you think you're doing them a favor but really you're just killing the 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 the, the what's the word you're just killing that cliffhanger that is gonna make them want to come back and play some more so it's yeah. uh, definitely something to to go look into um, how about you matt what what what's your diamond in the rough do you have one in mind i really i was surprised and maybe it's because we did a bad job advertising it but i thought that our episode on player absences had some really cool ideas in it. Uh, I think that was episode six. Okay. Yeah, episode six. It had, like, on the surface, if your players don't show up, you cancel your game or you play the game. Done. But we talked about some interesting alternatives about running, you know, one-shot adventures that run in tangent to the setting or the game that you're playing having like a B plot, maybe running like a one-on-one -on -one game if you only have one person who shows up or like a two on like just two players and and the game master. And we talked about different strategies to incorporate that into the narrative that I thought were fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um yeah and, and looking back on my campaign, those use of absences, I remember at the beginning feeling very frustrated with absences. But then at one point, I, I realized that it always like made me think a little bit more and then come up with those ways with you of like how to deal with it. And, and then looking back on it, that created some of the most fun moments of the players leaving and then the way I bring it back in the story, the absences, maybe like you said, I do a one-on-one -on -one or uh, there's so many interesting ways to do it. And we had a friend leaving for uh, eight months. Who was it? I don't know, three months. It was a long time, yeah. And and we ran a B plot that ended up basically being just as important as yeah. the main plot. Yeah. So I, in my mind, it was something that happened in the background in in my story. But when people left, I'm like, well, let's just play it. And obviously, something changed because the players interacted with the content, but. Uh, but it was it was very fun. And another thing, like right now, if we're talking about diamonds in the rough, and I, I guess it, it fits here, I loved do, and that's I understand I'm totally biased with this, but I'm, I love doing the Blood and Betrayal campaign diaries, which are the diaries of our my main game that you're mm -hmm. a player in it. And we had I had a lot of fun doing it, revisiting it. Our players were listening to to it and remembering how they view their character. So personally, it really brought something 
to me and also to some of the players at the table. And I, I miss it, but at the same time, it didn't really have any... It didn't have the following that I hoped it would. Yeah, uh, but although I do remember, Chris, a little while back, I, I did a Twitter poll to see what kind of content folks wanted. And I remember it, you know, in, in terms of, of the four options that were there, it I think it got third or second. I think it was second, yeah. So uh, we didn't get a whole lot of people voting on it. That That was the tricky part. I think we maybe had like a dozen people vote but if you're listening and and you know you were you're wondering about where the blood and betrayal campaign diaries went like we mentioned before don't don't hesitate to reach out to us and, and let us know maybe there's an interesting way for us to reintegrate them into uh examples mm -hmm. content in some way because um, the idea at the beginning was we'll do one episode of this and one episode of kind of a subject that's related to what happened in the episode. So we did the one-on-one -on -one after in the Blood Betrayal campaign. I did a one-on-one -on -one with you as this wizard who was doing like his wizardly exam. So that way we could recycle the examples, and it it it, it, it was a cool concept. I think it still is a cool concept, but it didn't work apparently with viewership, I guess. And maybe there's something to learn there. Um, and if you have any, like, if you're a listener who listened to it and you have feedback, I mean, this is a debrief we're doing right now, so it's the perfect time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, so, I mean, those are the ones that I think, you know, felt good to film. They felt like we were pushing the envelope a little bit, but we'd like for you listening to maybe revisit because we think that there are some pretty good nuggets of information there. Um, but there were also other episodes that I think Chris did pretty well in terms of, of listenership that we're also, I, I was pretty proud of doing. Um, so maybe we could talk a few, little bit about those episodes. Yeah, do you want to start or do you have one in mind? Yeah, well, I mean, one that I don't think we really created a whole, whole bunch, but with our little improv game that we basically stole the rules of French Canadian improv and plastered on you know, a couple of additional mechanics and basically made it set in your game universe. Mm -hmm. I was pretty proud of that. And maybe because when we played, it was so much fun. Yeah, and this, this concept came from the problem we had with COVID and wanting to play, right? It, it, I don't think we would have had this episode without this limitation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We wouldn't have tried it for sure. No, um, and it was it was a lot of fun because it 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 allowed me as a game master to help my players revisit moments in the game, mm -hmm. and it also when we did it in the game in your game, Chris, that I'm a player, it allowed me as a player to also revisit moments in the game where when I was playing originally, maybe I wasn't a good enough player then. Now I, I'm better, so I could go back and, and recognize those moments and capture them on 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 scene, in scene, if if you will, uh, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, and it allowed some of the players to bring something that was uh, implicit in their backstory or really like um, couples of um, players who were just assuming they had some kind of like long past relationship then we would go back in the story and revisit those and really establish them. And, and we would 
had things, for instance, Randall, uh, doing those scenes, learned that his bow, well, learned, discovered that his bow was given to him by Otis as one of the first signs of friendship. So now this bow, now we go back <laughs> in the story that's like a year and a half, two years later, and the bow now has significance. So it really adds, you can add a lot to it. Obviously, you don't want to just play that because it's not as crunchy as like the whole rules of role-playing games, but mm -hmm. it's such a great filler. And like we said in the episode, we'll probably still use it once in a while when we, can, we can't gather together. We just want to go on the on a chat or not a chat, but like on a zoom or whatever, and, uh, have a little bit of fun. How about you, Chris? Were there episodes that, uh, you were proud of that, uh, really pushed the boundaries of, of the kind of advice we were giving? I mean, I really, there's two that comes to mind. The um, keeping secrets from your game master came a little bit like improv from a problem that I had. In my other game, not the game with, that you're a player in, but uh, the one that I run for my brother, which I call Ubersrike, the Ubersrike campaign, uh, Warhammer 4th Edition, um, I had a lot of frustration. Like My players had a lot of frustration because the world was so open. And they would never, they would hide their plans and they, they wouldn't tell me what they were trying to do. So I would just put new situation in front of them, new NPC. And I, had, I have so many NPCs in that game. And I, I had to reflect on why was that, that was the case. And I realized it was just because they were keeping secret from me. I didn't have a direction. I didn't have uh, um, the pulse of my players. So I really had to sit them, uh, sit them down and, and, and win their trust enough for them to share that I won't just use that information against them. And that's kind of what sparked this episode 15, Keeping Secrets from Your Game Master. And I think that for some game master, this is kind of a given, but for some others, it might be something that they haven't considered. Uh, and it's such a core concept. It's such a, it's so important to having a, a good game, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I remember we talked a little bit about kinds of questions you can ask your players and different levels of trust that you can build upon to be mm -hmm. able to make it to that point where your players are telling you enough about what they want to be coming up, enough about what they're planning to do to allow you to create interesting options to happen, depending on, you know, all of the random variables that occur. So it's, a, yeah, that was a fun episode to shoot. And it, in terms of, you know, trusting your game master, we also talked about an episode kind of a little the opposite about trusting your players or at least how players can engage with the game in a way that elevates the game. And if they start doing that, you really start to build this level of trust going both ways. And that was episode nine. And we had our, our guest join us, we had Vince join us, and we talked about this philosophy that I think goes far beyond just that episode, um, mm -hmm. which was the philosophy of being a fan of other players, how to engage the game, how to engage people at the table in a way that helps build it up. So if uh, this, this is maybe an episode if you're a game master for you to share with your players, if, if they're coming to you and talking to you about, you know, wanting to be 
involved or at least to improve as a player, this could be a good Yeah, and uh, the what I would say about this episode is the fact that we used it with our players. Well, with my players in the game, yeah. uh, in one of the games. Oh, no, actually, it was your game. Now I think about it, it was Rising Tide. Uh, I believe so. Uh, anyway, all that to say that if they're not podcast listener, I think this is one that is really good to listen on the YouTube format. It's a two-parter. There's two videos on it. It's how to be engaging player, and it's uh, it's really like it, it's a list. But if you're not interested in the big discussion, uh, you get a lot out of it in ten minutes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You really get That's it. Sure. So I would say. What we did in, is that in our uh, just before our game, we played one of them, and that sparked discussion, uh, even within us, with like uh, players that play with you and like me, uh, Chris and Matt, that we talk about role play, role playing all the time, but there was still stuff that really sparked the conversation. So I encourage you to at least go check out the YouTube. I think those are very different uh, content, but they talk about the same subject. Yeah, and then, I mean, another one that often is a forever debated topic within role-playing game communities that I think we added an interesting twist to was when we talked about the ever-eternal debate of railroad <laughs> versus sandbox. Um, that was an interesting one, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah, it was. Uh, again, that came from, I think you, you put a Twitter poll with different subjects. And we put that there thinking people would be like, oh, not Railbow versus Sandbox. This is the same subject. But it won. It won, and I think by a lot, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. It, like, blew up. People were... And, and there were some really interesting uh, perspectives that people were sharing about it. I remember one individual actually wrote a blog post Mm -hmm. to like summarize their feelings about about the poll and how how <laughs> having a binary choice was just so so impossible and, and 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 you know it was done intentionally because i agree it's it's shouldn't be a binary choice like we talked about right chris it, it should be a mm -hmm. a a what, what did we say a spectrum, a spectrum. Mm -hmm. yeah and and we talked a little bit about this branching strategy that you use to slowly but surely find the balance that your party needs. So that was, I think, pretty pretty practical and pretty neat. Yeah, it's, it was a practical way to approach a subject that can be very abstract. So just the fact to start more on the railroad side, that's okay. And then use this branching for, for it to be sandbox, but still having a direction because both extremes are, are bad. So that's, I think that everybody can agree on. And that's sometimes is the problem in social media discussions. We have to agree that both extremes are bad and then move from there. So this, mm -hmm. we had a really cool discussion. For me, it came at a time uh, that felt, uh, it felt, maybe that's exaggerated, but it felt like therapy. I had, like it, it I was able to express um, frustration or, Problems I had in the past, and now that I was able to put it on paper and actually come up with this, like the details of it, thinking about it, really helped me process everything that was in my head. So mm -hmm. um, 
so yeah, I really like this episode. It was the the second one I was talking before when I said there was two episodes that came to mind. It was the 15 uh, uh, Keeping Secrets and 18, which is Railroad versus Sandbox. So uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, so these were ones that we feel like we pushed the envelope on subject that could be considered common. I mean, the improv game is not really common. It's a whole different thing, but the improv game already existed. But we did also some uh, that that did very well, um, that are maybe a little bit less groundbreaking, but are still like base, uh, basing blocks, basing building blocks uh, of the hobby. So uh, things like names, objective, or so I don't know, maybe if you want to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, th those were some actually, I found those episodes kind of fun to to shoot, Chris. Uh, yeah. I don't know if, if you felt the same way, but they felt, like there was a little bit less pressure right because we weren't breaking any new ground per se but by the end of the conversation i often felt like we had arrived at some kind of interesting consensus or at the very least some kind of new perspective on a topic that we didn't expect to land on i i think that was especially true when we talked about objectives you know character objectives was something that I think we knew there was something cool there, but by virtue of about talking about it, I think that opened the door to a whole bunch of new episodes that we're going to be talking about momentarily here um, mm -hmm. that we're all very excited to, to talk about. Yeah. How about, how about you, Chris? Um, I, I liked, I liked the one we talked about home bases. Uh, I think we it's such a sub it's a subject that has a various amount of <laughs> different uses okay that was definitely a francophone <laughs> that sentence was <laughs> grammatically incorrect but anyway uh, you, again you got my point right so home bases you can do very different things with it and uh i noticed that i was always doing the same thing and i think it's a it's it's a good use of it i i would give a home base as a reward from after the first long-term objective again going back to the objective video so something that is kind of what i consider a season uh one big subject with one big villain at the end if you if you may and then they get the home base and that's kind of the reward and then that changes from like a nomadic game from like now they have again a home base a headquarter and you can do a lot of different things with it depending on classes, system, different kind of reward. You can do very like uh, detail-oriented mechanics attached to it, or you can go very narrative. So we talked a little bit about all of that. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, another one that I think we really took and and ran with in an interesting way that unfortunately didn't end up being published because we never actually recorded it <laughs> was the, the the lost episode about poems and songs and i remember chris we were like should we even talk about this like what do we have to say about this i remember you were like i don't think i want to shoot this <laughs> and, and i was like oh let's just do it let's just do it and then by the end of it we had arrived at some pretty interesting ways to like use poems and songs to you know as quest hooks or to 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 foreshadow interesting things or to even have play different player characters like engage with one another which i thought was super cool um 
but we never ended up being able to publish it because it's gone forever. Yeah. Either, which is and a shame. Was, yeah, and it was, I think, the first episode where we gave ourselves the freedom of not planning before. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and just being like, well, Ted, I mean, this subject is, it feels freeform, so let's just do it freeform, right? And uh, it was liberating, it was fun to shoot, and yeah, there was good nuggets of information. But yeah, it's uh, it's going to be hard. I'm sure at one point we'll we'll attempt at recreating it. Uh, don't know. If, we'll see how it goes. But I will never know. live up to our to our past memory. I think. Well, especially yeah, memory. That's like yeah, because it's probably hyped up in our mind right now. But yeah, it was a good one. It was one of my favorite podcasts to sh- to shoot to, to record actually. So uh, it's it's a bit sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. If if you guys listening do want us to revisit it, let us know, and and maybe we'll revisit it sooner rather than later. But I, I think for the time being, it's maybe not on our, not on our radar. Yeah, it, we'll right a, right after we're like, are we redoing it? It's like uh, it wouldn't feel genuine. It wouldn't feel so. Let's just wait <laughs> some amount of months, and then yeah, yeah. we'll see. I mean, I liked also the the last episode, the debrief episode of uh, basically the talk after the game, which was the source of this roleplay chat podcast. That's what we've been doing. It, that's where we live. We're both very uh, introspective people. We both have um, math degrees. I don't know if it's related, but like we tend to overanalyze stuff. Mm-hmm. And the debrief is a part where we excel and where we can actually learn a lot and you can learn a lot if you do certain things. So when I say you, I don't mean you, Matt. I mean you, the listeners. If if you're not already doing a debrief, um, check it out. I think I think there's a lot to gain. If you're not doing it, there's so much stuff to gain from it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it was kind of fitting, I think, that we had that episode as our last, like, last, last, the last episode in this season because we're, we're kind of thematically debriefing over the season now mm-hmm. onto the next one. Um, and I think, Chris, we saved maybe some of the best episodes to talk about for last. These are the episodes that I think I'm most proud of. Um, did you want to talk about some of those episodes that were, you know, we really feel like they they introduced cool tools and fun concepts for our listeners? Yeah, and... Uh... So a little bit, I, I think the ones that I really like, uh, really love, I would say, are the ones that come up after we have a problem in our game or something to fix. Maybe not a problem, but like something we want to readjust. And one that was very useful in our game was the Pufferfish moment, episode 10. The Pufferfish moment, it's a silly name. We hesitated about calling it Pufferfish moment because it doesn't really mean anything. But yeah, yeah. when you go into it, it's not that complicated. It's it's a way, it's a structure to le- have at your table a space to have scenes between characters. Because we had a problem where people were talking over each other. There was not a clear signal when we would be out of the game, in of the game. So something we say about the episode in the episode is when you go into combat, you roll an initiative or you pull out the map or, you know, there's a clear indication of like, we're in combat mode. But mm-hmm. this is the way we structured the role-playing mode. And that changed how we played at their table. It's still applicable to this day. And as we remove the crutches of the pufferfish, which is basically the talking totem, 
the players have evolved, have improved by using this. Yeah, it's and honestly, the the pufferfish moments I felt like you're like you're saying, Chris. They they introduced a platform where you didn't have to worry so much about the signals that people were sending. You could not worry so much. You could just say, "Now I'm role playing, and I have the undivided attention of the other person and of the rest of the table." That was what it not only generated interesting scenes but it also helped manage spotlight in a in a very concrete way which i i I'd absolutely about that tool um and there was something else that i wanted to talk about and i forget so we'll about come back to it moment. if i remember <laughs> yeah about pufferfish um i mean i was gonna say that the two things first uh it sounds silly i said it multiple times it sounds silly to have talking stick at your table you're all adults supposedly maybe you're not adults but you're mature people you feel like a talking stick is not this is for preteens or whatever uh, or like or kindergarten <laughs> yeah 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 but it's not it's not it, depending on your players maybe your players don't have a problem with listening shutting up when someone has a spotlight but it 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 helped us so <laughs> And we're not kindergarten. So. I also felt, Chris, that then, and now I'm remembering what I was saying. Um, what was kind of cool about this was it also created a structure for player character to player character roleplay, which in some games that I've played in the past is actually a pretty rare occurrence. I felt like in a lot of the games, especially when I was a new player or master, a lot of roleplay happened from game master to player. Right, oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. NPC would would point towards a character, single them out, and help that player character uh, have a role play moment with the NPC. But using pufferfish moments, a player would directly engage another player and generate a scene between player characters, which I think it has a, so many advantages. Right, like in terms of mm -hmm. unity of the party, advancing plot. Uh, interacting and engaging with content that's going on in the game evolving player characters blah 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 like, the list goes on forever but uh, that was uh one of the other interesting side effects i felt of the pufferfish moment for sure for sure and, and like a lot of the other thing since it comes from some kind of uh i'll say problem again i don't have a better word for that but like something we want to improve on and then we build a structure at your table depending if you have this to improve upon maybe it could help tremendously or it could not do that big of a difference but if you're listening to a, to what we're saying chances are you are trying to improve at your table so try it out uh, i mean if you haven't listened to the, the podcast i strongly encourage it uh, it sounds silly but there's there's some cool stuff in there so what else matt are you uh, the most proud of uh i mean something that has been top of mind for me a while now because I've been shooting little short clips about them are interrupts. I think interrupts are a really versatile tool that we we talked about in episode pretty early on. It was episode eight. And it's a great tool, I feel, to kind of replace random encounters for, for game masters who don't necessarily like random encounters. Or for me, you know, 
I used to be that game master who had a table of random encounters, but I would never roll. I would just like pick and choose the ones I liked. Well, to me, an interrupt is just that, but with a little bit more purpose, a little bit more flexibility, and a little bit more uh, control. Like, it gives the game master a little bit more control of what's going on in terms of pacing, in terms of, in terms of narrative, etc. So I would strongly encourage game masters are like me or like you, Chris, who are on the fence about, about random encounters or random encounter tables, who, who might want to put a purpose, replace randomness with that purpose, uh, to, to go look up that episode about interrupts. I think that was an interesting one, for sure. Yeah, and I think at this point, it's we, you and I, when we talk out of roleplay chat or whatever, we use that term all the time. It's just now one of the, those building blocks where I don't know why random encounters were are as popular as they are i guess uh i i think there's some history there there's like how it was done in the past but i think interrupt is the evolution of random encounters and uh yeah i think it's a great a great tool and and if you're you might already kind of doing it like it's it's a great way i, th I think something that we've discovered this season is that some of the things we say like you won't like a listener won't just take it and apply it. Maybe they will, but it's more about making reflection, thinking about how does this apply to me and how absolutely does that inspire me to do my own thing, my own random encounter. Or and yeah, so I I think it's a it's one of our good ones for sure. And then one of our most recent episodes, Chris, about being gift giving, I think was a lot of fun. It's something that we're both really passionate about. It's one of those role play concepts that I feel like no one can ever perfect. You can always get better at. Mm -hmm. uh, and by trying to be gift giving, by being, by making a conscious effort to be gift giving at the gaming table, players have so much room to grow. And so much, like, it's just like one of those things that unlocks a hundred doors for you to explore in terms of a role player. So that's, that was a fun one to shoot for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, again, that's what I was saying is it's something to reflect about. It's something that listening to this, talking with your players after might change someone approach to role playing in their game, in their game. And, it's something you, you need to either learn by yourself or be told. So I think it might help people that are starting out to like get there faster. Just having this concept of, of you're there to give to the other players. As a player, you're there to give to the other players and they're there to give it back. You're not there to tell your story. Partly, yes, but this will be done through the other players reaching for your story. Yeah, exactly. That's so it. It was it was a definitely a, a fun one that that felt inspiring to me to shoot and and then, uh, like you said, it's something we're really passionate about. Something that is core to our approach to role playing and just role playing games in general. So that was episode twenty, guys. And like like Chris said, it's a great thing to reflect on. A great thing for you to you know share with your players to reflect on. And and honestly, it I saw improvements the moment I started trying to do it. 
And then the more I understood how to do it, the the better and better I got at role play. So it's you, we're, we're saving you a couple of steps here, I think, by by giving you some some strategies to do that. And I highly recommend to check it out. Um, and like you said, Chris, that was a very inspirational episode. So much so that there's other you know role play type content that we're really looking forward to shoot that I think will form kind of this this uh i don't want to say triad because there's probably going to be more than three but this like uh collection of potentially advanced role play strategies or techniques that players can implement to really get better at role play that we've been talking about that i'm super excited to start shooting for future episodes uh, maybe that would be a good time to to tease the, those concepts <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think one that we're both very excited about is what we called preluding, which, again, if you're an experienced role player, maybe you already kind of know what we're talking about. But I think there's really something there, and it's something that I haven't hear, I haven't heard anybody actually like clearly state it and 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 give it a structure. Uh, so we're gonna visit the, that visit that subject in the future how to prelude in your game as a as a player and i guess it also applies to game master and their npcs yeah yeah and, and then another one that you know we talked a little bit about when we talked about objectives was motivation role play right to role play to act and to have scenes based on what your character's motivations are often those are tied to realizing objectives um so we'll talk a little bit more about about that how to help formulate your motivations and and how and when to take the spotlight and how and when to maybe gift give to allow for somebody else to 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 to, to obtain their objectives and stuff like that so it's uh the, all of these concepts are so interconnected it's going to be really neat to see the web uh kind of sew itself together i guess Built, get built up as we do all of these things. Yeah, it's it's and again, it's it's all advanced or it, it's optional things that you can just reflect on and it might affect you or or not. We hope it it will, but put all together, the, the tapestry is, is 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 cool. At least that's how we are experiencing it uh, as we build these these structure. For instance, there's another subject that probably will shoot a podcast on is uh, role play task. I talked a little bit about it. I don't know if it was last episode or the one before in the intro that I've been working on it. It's kind of a structure to give to encourage um, to encourage being gift giving for sure. And it can even be related to motivation role play and preluding. It's, it's going to use all of those things and we'll put it down to a mechanical way for players to reward other players for being gift giving to them. So it's mm -hmm. it's almost a you're giving a gift, but you're also giving a reward at the same time. So incentivized uh, incentivizes it. <laughs> yeah, because all these blocks are really fun. Uh, but if you're gift giving and nobody else is uh, reciprocating, then it's it can be, get frustrating. So adding this RP task uh, that we're gonna explain in a in, in that episode. I think is going to give the structure for everybody to work together with the same, um, I don't want to say objective, with the same 
Uh, I guess a baseline structure. Yeah, the baseline, the same baseline of how are we actually interacting between each other, even though I'm putting work in, everybody will. But it's it, it's done, I believe, seam, seamlessly. Seamly, help me out here. Seamlessly? Seamlessly. And uh, <laughs> so I know there's some words I'm like, I'm not going to get it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, and I mean, really quickly, there's a couple of other topics that briefly Chris and I have talked about things like maybe visiting those uh, or advanced combat things, like combat environments, or, or how to you know pick and choose enemies to create a, a good horde of enemies to fight against. Uh, other things that we talked, like potentially we'll talk about one day that could be interesting to talk about are the types of players. You know, a lot of, of YouTubers and a lot of podcasters frame this as like problem players or, or determining the types of players you have at your table so we might one day visit that topic because i think there is a lot to be said there um especially from a role play perspective right chris like that that's usually our focus so that could be an interesting thing for us to touch on at some point yeah for sure and and we since the beginning of this channel or podcast or this adventure of role play chat this has been on our mind but we don't want to just be like the 10 worst types of players are problem players and why they suck, right? It's, that's, doesn't It's not very constructive. <laughs> it's not very, yeah, so, so we've been working a little bit at like trying to find types of players that are a bit different and, and helpful in a different way of what has been done, but also giving it more of like a plus side and a negative side, because I think that's what people bring to the table. All my players that I've had, had their the thing they bring to the table and some of them have challenges that kind of mirror their strength uh like weaknesses with their strength right so so it's and as the game master i try to give a structure that i can minimize the weaknesses while really having those strengths shine so just being like oh that type of player suck like how is that helpful to me, right? So, uh, so we'll we'll definitely talk about that in the future. We don't know when, uh, and and just maybe to be clear, all these subjects are not in order of what's to come. Often we have a bubble that pops in our head, or something happens in a game, and we just have to talk about it. These are just things that are that we're excited about. That's on the list. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if there's topics that you guys, you know, you'd like for us to touch on, like like Chris mentioned. If you have a question for us, or if you have things that you want us to talk about, I we would be over the moon if you reached out to us and, and told us, you know, oh wow, I'd love to know more about X or Y. How would you deal with this situation? And we'd be more than pleased to, to to try and find a way to get that onto the channel. Obviously, it needs to fit into a Raiders episode, but we'll do what we can. Yeah, often in the past when we had interaction, it would inspire us to shoot a whole video that encompasses the question. So whatever it is, we, we, we can probably, it might spark a conversation between me and Matt, and uh, that's the goal. Yeah, and I guess this is a good time to talk briefly about uh, social media. I mean, obviously, if you've been listening to us or you've listened to this episode, you can kind of already know how to get in touch with us but um obviously we have our twitter which is at underscore play underscore chat or we have an email that's contact roleplaychat.gmail.com um, but we've also been having some conversations chris and i about potentially 
one day creating maybe a more intimate environment like a like a discord server maybe a subreddit we're not a hundred percent sure and definitely not a hundred percent committing to to any of these things right now but i know i know we'd like this idea right chris of having a, a this community where users can reach out directly to us maybe talk to one another about role-playing games about, about role-playing in dungeons and dragons or warhammer fate system or whatever um so i don't yeah. know if you have any thoughts to share about that well i'll just say that like we know that guy with how to be great gm has one we know that uh matthew colville has one we know that this community exists uh we just like the idea of having our own it's it's not because there's a concert that we don't have our own we don't want to have our own little private show with fewer people mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so uh, the the goal is not to have a competition or to not go over there it the goal is just it's just to have a maybe more private or um uh, how do we say that with concerts? Something that is anyway a little bit altogether. We know what we're talking about, and and the approach might be different too, right? We're we're all about role play, about dissecting really like abstract concepts. So we'd love to um, have you participate. And uh, right now we're doing it, I guess, on Twitter. Twitter is not really built for that. I, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, Matt, you're the one who's really the Twitter well, here, but it, it definitely gets hard to dissect a topic when you have a character limit on the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on what you're trying to say. So, so it's definitely not built for it. Um, but yeah, so, so, I mean, if, if that's something that, you know, you're listening to this and you you're like, wow, if you guys built a discord server, I'd for sure join it. And I'd for sure engage. That would be like, that might be the push we need to go in and do something like that. Um, or if you have your own ideas about how we could, could engage with you guys on a more intimate level let us know and i guess with that chris we're gonna close out the show did you have any last things to talk about no i think uh i think it, maybe to finish with the, the season i think we've learned a lot the format was back and forth sometimes there was it's basically youtube videos stick together but right now we we really like that format and we hope you you like it too uh, we're just having discussion, and that's the goal of roleplay chat. We're just having a chat about roleplay. So this is this is the core of what it is, and we yeah, hope and we come this back is the it. format. This is the format we're hoping to stick with. So no more smushing together short episodes. No, you know, strange cuts between a bunch of small YouTube videos. It's going to be a nice long deep dive of us rambling, and we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you, Chris. What were you saying? No, no, I was, I was, I was, I was basically done. And just, I just uh, hope that people are gonna enjoy season two. And our goal, so just to re- reiterate, is season two is to for people to come and maybe not having to start because I know with podcasts, people often start with like first episode. I mean, I know it's gonna be first season anyway, but there's a lot of back and forth on the quality and stuff. So we hope that will be more consistent. I mean, we'll definitely be more consistent with season two, and we hope that people will come and, and enjoy it. So if you have friends, they can start at season two, because obviously, since there's no more no more campaign diaries for now, again, unless you guys request it, uh, but 
right now it's there's no order really we might refer to other episodes but yeah and, and i mean there was never really an order before no um except for maybe some of the ones that are sequential but i don't think there's that many of them but anyway yeah like, like you said chris we'll be a little bit more dedicated to this format for for now and, and hopefully you can share episodes that you think are good with your friends and and it's something that i think we very rarely say i'm gonna plug myself well plug the show rather is if you guys are listening on on apple podcasts or on stitcher or whatever uh, a like or a five-star review goes a really long way on helping us get our show noticed our channel noticed by other folks and it's a free way to support us so I, we'd really really uh, I'd be very grateful if you guys think could do something like that for us. It, it definitely helps the reach of the show. So if uh, if you can, please and thank you. And right. I guess with that, that this is the wrap on season one, right, Chris? Right, Matt. Let's call it a chat. <laughs>